back with another episode of Made in India. And this week, I have singer-songwriter, producer, and visual artist from Baroda, Shashwat Balusu. We unpack his relationship with music through the years, his brief foray into comedy, and why he avoids existentialism in his music. Shashwat treats us to two songs from his debut album and one that he wrote more recently. Hi, I'm Shashwat Bulusu. You're listening to Made in India with me. And here's Abad. Rat me Abad ho Shokin ho Kamasan ho Mulakat ho
Hey, Shashwat. Hello. So excited to have you on the show. And that is a beautiful song, Abad. Thank you. And that's actually one of your most recent releases, right? It, it's the, the last right. one that just right around the corner. <laughs> it's really nice. I actually don't know. What does Abad mean? So Abad means like populous. Oh. Yeah. In Hindi, you say Abadi. It's, it's about population. It's about populous. It's about... That's what it means, but it's like more or less now it's used as a term of hope. Like, okay, oh. may you live like a populous or a healthy life. A happy nation? Like yeah, no? yeah, something like that. <laughs> Which seems, I don't know uh, <laughs> how hopeful it is right now. I don't know. <laughs> it's not at all. Not at all. So I'm excited to have you on the show. We have actually featured one of your songs, yeah. which is like, I think one of the first set of songs you'd released yeah and it was on a i had very weird names for all of my mixtapes but yeah. it was called tea time <laughs> and it featured forest fire yeah which was such a great track Thank which you. in our discussions you would be like that's not the one that became popular yeah i was really hoping for it to be the one to be the one like that oh look at this masterpiece of a song <laughs> I mean, we did everything. We went the wildest that we could with that song. I love it. But it just never took off. With me, it did. You have like yeah. one fan. <laughs> but one fan in the room, which is Thank me. You. She likes the weird ones. <laughs> love it. So your relationship with music kind of began actually when you were quite young. You started playing tabla when you were yeah, like three yeah. or four years old. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking at me like, how did you know that yeah. information? <laughs> But yeah. that's how you started, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you were playing till you were probably about 16, I'm guessing? Yeah. My family's into the arts and my dad felt mm. like you should learn like something to do with the arts at a young mm. age. And so that sort of like grounds you or disciplines you in some ways. Yeah. So he just gave me the option of learning to play the harmonium or the tabla because all the Western instruments you need to have bigger yeah. hands but as a three or four year old. <laughs> <laughs> So you can't. Then I was just like, oh, tabla sounds fun. It's just banging drums. Yeah. And then I started and then I went on till class 10. Yeah. Just very regimental, formal Hindustani yeah. training. Yeah. That was that. That's very... So you're actually originally like Telugu, but you are yeah. lived in Baroda for like most of your life. Yeah, so it's a very life. South Indian thing that you must learn something. <laughs> must do yeah. Karnatic or Hindustani yeah, classical yeah, music. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is back then, like there was hardly any people who used to teach Karnatic music. Oh. In, like you're in Baroda of yeah. all the places. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. You'd get the odd Bharatnatyam teacher or someone, but like it was, <laughs> you won't get like a vocalist or someone who could teach you the Mridangam or something. So yeah. you stick to what you have in your city. Live within yeah. the means. Tabla for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after Tabla, was it your dad who got you an acoustic guitar? When yeah. you were like in 10th standard or something? Yeah. So it was basically the precursor to that was that like my brother from Bangalore who used to volunteer at all these Iron Maiden concerts and all of that. Like Bangalore was the scene back then where yeah. all these bands used to play there. So he used to volunteer and help. Over there, so he came to Baroda and he just he had this one iPod full of songs, <laughs> and uh, he gave me all those songs, and I was like, "What the fuck? This guitar music, it's rock. People are shouting, you know." <laughs> and I was just like, "I want to make something like that." And then yeah. the way to get there is with the guitar, and of it was course. like the cool instrument back then. So I was just like, I kept uh, 
chasing my dad that I want I want a guitar and then one fine day we just went we bought like a very basic guitar yeah and then yeah it took me about 3 months to learn to how really to really wear your dad down <laughs> or to like actually learn the instrument <laughs> to actually learn to tune the instrument <laughs> <laughs> it took me that long and then like learning the instrument it was more like i spent like one month with a guitar teacher oh. and i was like okay i know fair basics now i learn on my own oh and yeah so then i just left those classes and then i was just I did a lot of ear training, just listening to what people are yeah. playing, and just watching YouTube videos of people playing a song and just uh, following the shapes and everything. And yeah, yeah. yeah, just learning that way. Oh my gosh, that must have taken a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, but music was still like a hobby. You're still yeah. not fully pursuing it. Yeah. So, and again, like I have, maybe you can clarify all this very mixed yeah. information that I have. <laughs> but is it true that you wanted like? to have like a government job but through sports quota yeah <laughs> <laughs> i used to play basketball back then and i used to yeah, play for yeah. the state and all i was like i was like i want to stick to this thing because it's fun and then my dad one day told me you, you know you can get a job through sports quota and then your job you're is like, to dream yeah. made <laughs> you're like your job is to play games and you get paid for it and it's also like a government job so eventually you get pension and all of these other benefits so i was like i was hoping <laughs> This is wild how you know all of this. <laughs> But yeah, a it's great a, research team. Yeah, Basically But, Hussain. <laughs> Good job Hussain. But yeah, it's just that was like something that I was looking forward to but then just uh you know how you realize that you're a sportsman in Gujarat and there's like when you're playing basketball there are states like Punjab, yeah. there are teams like Delhi and like people who you look up to. <laughs> they're like <laughs> They're all their average height is six feet. Their average like, testosterone cell level is just <laughs> off the roof, and just I'm like this. I'll never get sports yeah. quota. <laughs> I was like, and then it was just like, okay, let's just get educated now. Wow! But then, yeah. is that how you ended up getting into law, or did, was there some sort of? There was like a in between phase where the next dream was to just uh, study design. Oh. to join an id or one of these graphic design places and then i was looking looking forward to it and then just somewhere like midway I, was, i just lost a bit of interest because like almost everyone that i knew who used to pursue art as a hobby and who were mediocre they were all like oh we also want to do an id and it just sort of <laughs> it turned me off so i was like and, so judgmental <laughs> and the next thing was my mom teaches law so oh she used to tell me like uh civics and all of that social studies she used to teach me and she would like go the extra length and sort of tell me oh this is what happens in like the indian law and all of that and that sort of was interesting to me so hmm. i was like okay let's just let's do this yeah let's do this let's wow. wear the coat i love the fact that you were like all the mediocre art people were like took it up so you're like I am so much better than everyone else. Yeah. I shall not take design. <laughs> But law, let's do yeah. that. So I also know that you were in a punk metal band in Levin Standard called yeah. Chromium. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about Chromium? Because isn't that where your sort of songwriting yeah. began? So the whole thing with Chromium was, it was just a... It's a great name. <laughs> I was just someone who used to sing and like like I just moved to another school in 11th 12th and nobody knew that I was in a music and I was just this one person like who was doing his own thing 
and then basically there were these juniors of mine class 9 class 10 i was just uh, skipping some class and i was just hanging out in the auditorium and these guys just walked in and they were looking for someone else as a vocalist for the band this other person said no because he only sings bollywood <laughs> and then someone told them oh you can go ask this guy he also sings uh, you can speak with him and then they just by chance they're like hey man we heard that you sing can we and i was like yeah and they asked me what songs do you listen to i said i, was, I listen to like almost everything you tell me foo fighters like the cool senior yeah. that they were talking to <laughs> yeah i was like <laughs> you name the band i can sing a song and then <laughs> and then the gall these fucking juniors of mine what they, 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 they auditioned me in front of my <laughs> class dare they <laughs> so what was the your audition song yeah uh, i i sang no more lies by iron maiden nice yeah because well, i was like that's that anthem song and they were like oh yeah come they were like you approved yeah big box and then we played in some of the school gigs and nice. back then it was like there was no name for the band and then just those guys uh, the drummer was used to take a lot of lead like in sort of uh, what the band name should be decision what songs stuff, yeah, yeah he was a decision making person and i would just sing and it was just like that for a while and then just midway, i was like i can play the guitar and i want to write songs so i just started writing songs by myself and then they let me do one song every time every gig so one of your original yeah, compositions so like with and back then these were like punk songs so it was just like every gig we'd play like one so of what my was it, songs name one song that you performed with chromium uh, what was it called I, at least one was called afraid I oh that's so. so good yeah <laughs> next <laughs> up teenage angst yeah next up we got afraid for chromium yeah and it used to be so insane excited. because like with each chromium gig i did not have any skill set as a screamo vocalist so you just <laughs> so you just give it all and then we won't be able to speak for the next 10 days wow to recover the voice and my mom used to get shit scared because like i was screaming and i was trying to headbang and 10 days after like i'm recovering from a neck pain and like a bad throat <laughs> wow that uh, that screamo stuff is really uh, yeah. <laughs> It's really aging you. Be yeah. like, oh my neck, I, uh, oh my voice. <laughs> so, um, what's the second song you're gonna play for us today? The song's called "Burning Up." It's oh. from the album. It's from the new album, which oh, is thanks. which will it's be like released. The album. Yeah. What is the album? It is like in my head. It is the album. It's gonna be the first album. There's no album out yet. So, what's "Burning Up" about? Need it's to not give about some... getting feeble. No. <laughs> So it's sort of like just giving you some context about the album. Sure. So that like burning up makes sense. The album's called Pinocchio. So it's sort of it's sort of like an alternate version of Pinocchio. Ooh. So the whole idea of burning up is there's this character this lead who in context of the album is Pinocchio and he's just caught up with his lies at this point. And uh, the thing is like I just stuck to the fact that okay Pinocchio was a liar and not the nose thing for the album. <laughs> So not lie, lie. Fans on fire, no. burning up because technically yeah. the fire is there. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. making some mega connections. You should be yeah. super proud of me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Should get some points. Homework's yeah. done. <laughs> Sorry, go yeah. on, burning up. So it's basically this character is caught up with his lies, and there's like fight or flight, where he's either got to run away or like. So the character sort of picks like, okay, I need to fight this situation. So he's wow. like, I'm holding this ocean hostage. and if you don't leave me alone i'm going to burn the ocean and that's where the album starts wow so that's what the song's about 
So you're going to burn the ocean. This yeah. is very Adele set fire to the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling that vibe now. Yeah. I'm making a lot of connections yeah. here. I should be very proud of my brain. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of your brain. Thank We're you. We're all very proud oh of your God. brain. That's Thank so you, me. <laughs> <laughs> so, second song, we got Burning Up. Yeah. slightly different yeah. you're really exploring the very music producer side of you i feel like in yeah, this yeah, yeah do you feel like that's what you're doing as well yeah i have this whole soundcloud phase where i, where I yeah. was trying 
alternate or like experimenting with different sounds mm. and the idea of that was to sort of use whatever i learn over there and bring it into my songwriting yeah this album was and this song it was one of the first where like i was bringing that side of it into this nice. and sort of fusing it as a tool as opposed to a sound yeah, yeah. cuz i feel like abad and what was it charka yeah yeah i feel like those two were very much in a space if it, it feels so much more stripped down yeah and yeah. i think there is anyway there is like yeah. two sides of you there's the Shashwat and this Bulu and Shashwat yeah. is more like the songwriter side yeah. of you and Bulu is the Do you think this album is like a coming together of those yeah. two sides of you? Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> In full honesty, it is. It's also the first time that I was also a part of the production of what I was doing oh. as opposed to like the first set of songs playground and all it was I, it was just me completely surrendering to rhythmic yeah. to like lead where the song goes this time around because i i had spent all those years just working on production and learning it was more like okay rhythmic and i can now start collaborating this is rhythmic day yeah rhythmic day yeah. yeah and that's how it was and yeah it's sort of in some weird funny way it's come together and so now the shashwat and the bulu of you yeah. come together to make yeah. some sweet sweet music yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i guess taking us back to yeah. uh, you know we're, we had reached like towards the end of your schooling years yeah and so in college also you were in a band called that season again yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like deep cut man oh wow <laughs> i mean that died within a year though yeah I, it died we'd written some really good songs which never saw the light of day oh no because uh, it was gagan malotra yeah. uh, and me gagan had like a very basic similar focus right sound card mm. and he was like i can help you record demos for your stuff and like we met and but ended up jamming and writing songs and we started developing a lot of these songs together with the aim that we'll make this like a studio project where we record it wow. the thing is uh, back then it was sort of like to record even an ep you had to travel to bombay and oh. we were trying to figure out like studio situation over here and like it was just monetarily like i was still a student gagan was he was teaching guitars but it wasn't like paying enough so we couldn't really make it happen but we still have like some demos lying somewhere oh my god for those songs but yeah we had like one song called penguin mafia which was like <laughs> that deserves its own music video. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds epic. Yeah. So, I guess for a lot of us, you know, during your college years is a great yeah. time to sort of explore yeah. the things that you want to do. So music was one, comedy also was yeah. something that yeah. you were exploring. Yeah. You're a writer for our comedy collective. Yeah. And this is all while you were studying law. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed is like you were I mean, I'm assuming you're performing open mic nights yeah, yeah, yeah. and then So one of the things that I wanted to ask you was like did you feel like you were doing really well or was it a real struggle or in comedy or in general comedy but in general yeah. too I mean you I can tell me so. about this in open space you can be honest about your mental state during your college years <laughs> I think comedy was just it was fun when you're starting out you feel like you're the shit <laughs> but the comedy is also like a very humbling art form because you know you're not the shit when the audience is in laughing with you yeah like at that point it was more like comedy was the more fun thing it was just starting out in india 
so I was like I want to try this out and music took a back seat and I was just exploring comedy and then I got a little lazy as well with comedy oh. if I'd come up with ideas I'd come up with ideas which would really be like expensive in terms of production like if you have to shoot a video mainly oh. I was a writer so it was like if you have to shoot this idea it'll take quite a bit of money so it just got right into that so then I just started like I was like oh these guys don't understand my my craft <laughs> It's a misunderstood yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. College is mostly like you're feeling like you know no one understands me. I'm different. Why don't you understand that I'm different? I love I really do adore the angstiness of college. Yeah. I feel like it comes like towards it's like the the teenage years also kind of sweep yeah. in to your college yeah. years a little bit. Yeah. It's that weird phase where like two waves crash each other where the angst of school comes in and then like the reality hits you from yeah, the other end. Yeah, I was going to say that like college is also a massive reality check cuz yeah. then all of that angstiness gets hit. Yeah. Cuz you're just like, no, you're <laughs> this is not worth don't do this. Yeah. You, I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. That's what college tells you. Yeah. Everything that you thought of before that you thought was a good idea yeah. is genuinely a terrible idea. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> if only there was someone like sitting and like sitting just just hanging out with you like don't. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not a good idea to go meet those people. So when did it's comedy stop and music come back again? Comedy stopped, I think. It was basically when the collective was uh, going to start a new team. Oh. And then they didn't take me on that new team. Damn. That was like, okay, end of comedy. Did your did your heart break when they basically said that you are not part of the comedy team anymore? Yeah, it did. And then it hurt more because like Akash Mehta who's been here Akash Mehta told me that oh I told them not to take you because I want you to focus on music more <laughs> What <laughs> Akash was the culprit Yeah and I was like Akash you got me kicked from my job <laughs> and then wow. he was just like no I really need you to focus on music you're not good at comedy <laughs> What is this like whole papa yeah. bear attitude that he's got going on man Yeah so Did that you was like it. slap him no. or something No I I just had like Cry In, yourself to sleep. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, you you got me kicked out of my job, so I was I I put up a gig where I was playing all of my. There was no song released, so I had like I had some twenty twenty five songs written. Yeah. So I was just like, I'll do a gig, and I asked Akash and I told him you come and open for me. <laughs> is like, this the rooftop gig? Yeah, yeah. This is the rooftop gig. By the way, I read somewhere there's like a hundred people. Yeah. How? What? Who's rooftop? <laughs> is like hundred people capacity in Baroda, dude. So, uh, contrary <laughs> to <laughs> popular belief, yes. uh, Baroda has big houses uh, oh, okay. because uh, real estate is not uh, <laughs> it's not like Z Mumbai. <laughs> Z Mumbai. <laughs> uh, most houses come with like a rooftop and like and the Did idea. Did you say of, most houses come with a rooftop? <laughs> yeah, like with a terrace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All <laughs> ha- all houses have the, have this terrace, and like the intention is that someday we're gonna all of our family function birthday parties will happen oh, there. I've had a rooftop birthday party yeah. for sure. Yeah, so we've all had yeah. had that. So it was just this one rooftop, and hundred people turned up that day. And they loved your music. I hope so. <laughs> they were like medium. No, yeah. <laughs> they were there through the end of the. <laughs> You were like, who knows what happened? I mean, back then, like, I wasn't a part of the Baroda scene per se. I, oh, this was there just, was a Baroda scene. Yeah, yeah. Baroda has a scene. Yeah, it's just uh, self-contained. <laughs> no one else has heard of it, but people yeah. in Baroda. <laughs> yeah. There is something that I thought was super interesting, which was you've said somewhere 
that I'm trying to avoid existentialism in my music. That's mm. one emotion I know I want to stay away from. I'm really curious because I feel like a good existential crisis, you know, that rocks you to your core. <laughs> I always love a great existential crisis. <laughs> so I'm like, why does he not like that? Why is that not your jam? I think it's just like, there's a lot of literature. People have spoken about it. Mm, that's true. A lot. And I have nothing to add to it. My whole thing oh, yeah, is like, yeah. if I have nothing, I have no new perspective to add about something, then there's no point in it. But this is the equivalent of saying, I'm not going to write a love song. <laughs> but I haven't yet. Oh, <laughs> never. Yeah, know. unless and until I feel like, oh, I have this very unique way to look at this mm. particular situation. And it's just like existentialism is something, is one theme which is genreless. Like you listen to metal bands do that, you listen to screamo bands, yeah. you listen to singer songwriters with the ukuleles yeah. singing. <laughs> Are you, so, you said ukulele with such sarcasm. <laughs> but it's just, but it's just with the ukulele. <laughs> I think you know what's the problem? The problem would be if it was a ukulele and a fedora, then uh, I, I can't take you seriously at all. <laughs> And then those uh, bowling shirts, like one of the kind, oh. the, sh- the kind of shirts that I'm <laughs> shirt I used to collar t-shirts, like yeah, those. yeah, the collared, like yeah. yeah, the one that I'm wearing right now. Oh. And then you're like, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, okay. I understand. So you actually talked about Akash Mehta, who has been on Made in India. Yeah, and well, and you... uh, just to let people know, he's one of the most existential people out there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, his his actual debut album, which you produce, is no. called What a Life. Yeah. So there you there you go. <laughs> Begins right there. Yeah. And you were the producer on this album and he actually said something that was really sweet, which was that imagine your best friend becoming your annoying little brother and then suddenly becoming the protective knowing big brother. (laughs) I don't think this album would ever have been made if Shashwat hadn't conned me into it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's pretty. That's that's nice. I mean, uh, it was, I always knew that he's a song, like he was a songwriter before he became a comedian. Mm. I just wanted him to get into the studio. What song and he was a dancer, dude. There was a whole, <laughs> there was a whole part of yeah. Akash that I did not know about. And then, yeah, and then he got brutally injured. And then yeah. he was just like, now I'm going to sing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then comedy, I don't even know where that. Yeah. So today, because I was doing this research, uh, I was looking up Akash Mehta and I Googled him. Yeah. And the first thing that came up is Akash Mehta, musical artist, and his face there. And I'm, I screenshotted that and I <laughs> sent it to him. Because oh, wow. right below that was Stano. I was like, I'm Googling you and you're a, a musical musician. artist first and then you're a comedian. Amazing. And he's like, I'm not doing that on purpose. And I was like, well, Google knows the truth, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane right it's like, that's your fault maybe but <laughs> now he's a musical yeah. artist it was crazy because like it, it started with one song called Yellow Dress mm. which was he sent me like a version of him playing ukulele <laughs> and him singing mockingly yeah <laughs> and then I just uh, I added a few layers and arranged it a little better and then we were like oh this should become a thing at some point and then when the pandemic hit I was like oh now is a good time <laughs> Nice. Because that we, was a good like, time for a lot of music to get yeah, made. Yeah. yeah, because like he was obviously comedy isn't happening. Like he's not on the road. He's yeah. available. I was like, hey, come down to Baroda. We'll record. It started off with I that one it. song. You're like, your comedy career is not going to go anywhere right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, Let's start record. a new career. Yeah. Record some music with me, dude. Come to Baroda. Yeah. 
Give me some producer credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, but Bulu has a lot of that though. But it's like, it's me producing myself. Oh, yeah, but it was like, enough. this is sort of like a legit producer credit. <laughs> so when he was coming, then I was like, hey, let's just think of doing like an album. And then he was like, I don't know. I was like, send me 10 songs and we'll curate like a set of six or wow. seven. And then we came down to the final six, seven. And then the crazy part is actually finishing the production in eight days. We finished the album eight days. But what was the deadline you're creating for yourself? He was there for two weeks. We just worked so fast because we had nothing else to do. Oh. That we finished it in eight days and I was like, oh, okay, this is... Done now. Homework yeah. is done. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, goodbye. All of the session artists were also people who play with me in my live setup. We're like, okay, like, we have like a process now that we can sort of <laughs> push to other artists and be like, oh, let's produce. We take very little time. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> look at you. Streamlining. Yeah. Factory manufacturing. You're like, bring on the ukulele, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy to play. I love it. It, it yeah. is. Yeah. So, the last song you're going to perform for me today? It's called Statistic. Not really a song title I would have ever thought I'd hear. It's the first time. This genuinely is the first time. And I've heard a lot of song names, you know? <laughs> Many, many. Yeah. So what is statistic about? Uh, it's it's a bit of a dark turn, but it's like, it's it's about the... <laughs> yeah, because when you think statistic, you're like, this is going down a dark path. Yeah. <laughs> it's not existential, yeah. though. It's about abuse. Abuse as a child, like ch- wow. child abuse. It was just crazy where I was speaking with someone and they said, like, there's this statistic that one out of six men are, like, abused as children. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. That's... That's awful. That's awful. And it's just like, I wasn't aware of it. And it's just like that one out of six thing. Shocked you. Yeah, it was just like, it sort of stuck with me for quite a while. And I was just, I have some baggage from all of this. I was like, okay, what would we do as singer-songwriters? We take all of these emotions that we have, we exploit them and make money off them. So I'll write a song. (laughs) Wow. But so the song is about that in general? Or is it like something personal or...? It is, it is personal and yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is personal and it just takes from whatever I read about it as well and whatever mm-hmm. I experienced around it as well. Yeah. So this is going to be on your, your album? No, you? I no? just wrote this like a f- month or two back. <gasps> oh, this is like fresh. Yeah. Super fresh. Fresh out of the oven. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Awesome. So the last song is Statistic. Yeah. In the morning. At the break of the dawn I seek asylum In your freedom In my love Why'd you wake up? I, I wish my life was the one where the tune never killed the kid that was growing, turning for leaving tree. 
Finally the death of me At the end of the day My life is a fraction One out of six Living a life of a statistic love And I've been tearing pieces of paper Diversions and mechanisms To end this morning that I've undertaken Maybe I'll fall down the edge of the theater, my love Do you forgive so easy? The poison that gift is still with me. Can't find the hate for those who were innocent. Rascals, assholes, why don't you end this mystery, misery, love? I hope I will just give up love. I hope I will just give up love. I hope I will just give up love For the statistic I don't deserve That last song you heard was called Statistic. Thanks so much to Shashwat Balusu for being on the show. And thank you, my dear listener, for listening to Made in India. And if you like this episode... (sighs) Listen, now I'm done telling you what to do. Here is one of our wonderful sound engineers at Made in India telling you what you need to do on Made in India. If you enjoyed the show... Subscribe, follow, rate and review us on the podcast app of your choice. And come say hi to us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Made in India. See you next week. Same time, same place.